reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord. So they took Jesus, carrying the cross himself, and he went out to what is called the place of the skull, in Hebrew, Golgotha. There they crucified him, along with two others, one on either side, with Jesus in the middle. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Have a seat. It's a great privilege to be able to do this with you all and for our dear Joe. My name is Father PJ. I'm the parish priest here at Christ the King. On behalf of the whole parish community and staff, I want you to know that we're with you in the midst of this. And that while I know we're all kind of scattered hither and yon, what happens today is far less an ending than a beginning. Beginning a new stage in life with her gone, and yet present. And that makes incumbent on the community, the communities to which she belonged, friends, family, church, and all the rest, to become closer than ever before, not further away. Joe picked this gospel. The last time I was with her at the house was a really good day. There weren't many of those by that point, but this one was exceptional. Danny, my secretary, was very devoted and would go visit her pretty much every week. And, um, and she sent word through, through Danny that Joe wanted me to come and she wanted me to bring that puppy. And I think Danny might have even had to go over and help mildly puppy-proof some of the rooms in order to make this all work. But I came over and Reggie, who's usually a, a bit of a spaz, if we're being honest, jumped straight up in her lap and never left. Except toward the end when she decided to show me around the house particular pieces of art. And that is most of what we talked about that day. We covered a lot of ground. We talked mysteries and we talked romances, but mostly we talked about what made things pretty, beautiful. She said, I think when I make something that I can see someone else likes, it's because I'm showing them something true they've never quite seen before. I did my first doctorate on aesthetics, and I thought, I didn't need to go to school. I just needed her. (laughs) 
But that seemed like the most fitting sort of definition, not just of art, kind of in the abstract, but of what she was trying to do all the time. With everything she made, everything she did, everything she was for someone else, trying to say something true they'd not quite thought of that before, that way before, or, 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 or experience something pretty, but different than they'd experienced it before. We talked faith that day, too, which is where this gospel specifically came up. She said, um, for my funeral, can, can we have one of the gospels with the Blessed Mother? And I said, well, like in the funeral book, the only one that really has her is at the very end. And she said, which one? And so I recounted it, and she said, yeah, nah, that's the one. And I said, aren't you afraid they'll be sad? And she said, how could they be sad? He gave us his mother. She asked me that day, she said, Father, do you think the Blessed Virgin missed St. Joseph? And I said, yeah, of course. I said, I, I don't know how you could live together that long even if the marriage was different than most and, 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 and not miss the person once they're gone. And she said, but, but wouldn't she have known she was going to meet him again? And I said, yeah, eventually. I think she probably worked that one out, but, but that doesn't mean that it can't hurt in the meantime. And she said, sometimes I feel bad because I had more time with Bob, then most people are allowed to be alive. And I don't feel like I should be allowed to feel badly right now. But this hurts more every day, not less. And I said, I think that's just the sign of love. To love much is to suffer much. And I think that's why she found such great consolation in Our Lady. Nobody ever loved more. And so nobody ever suffered more. The, the title that the church gives Mary, especially around Lent and Easter time, right, is Our Lady of Sorrows. And it's because she knows sorrow more than anyone else. And recognizing in her sorrows those pains which we share now, should motivate us to help alleviate the pains of those around us. Sometimes it's a kind word or something we've baked or cooked. Other times it might be something pretty we've made. Or just a story we hope might help. She was good at all of them. Each and every one. And I think she recognized in her own life and role as wife and mom and grandma and friend, that she was loving a lot and had opened herself up to a lot of suffering. But that made her more, not less open, to the sufferings of others. That is a gift which not everyone goes to the grave with. That is something that on a personal level, I'm very grateful for. We're caught up today 
in the last steps of a dance that was begun ages ago. Once upon a time, she was brought to the church, carried in by those whom she loved. Today, she's carried in again and out one last time by those who love her so well. Once upon a time, she was claimed for life in Christ Jesus by the sign of the cross, which was imposed on her forehead, anointed with oil on all of her senses. So last week, she was one last time anointed on each of those senses, and even last night, claimed one last time by the sign of the cross. On the day of her baptism, she was clothed in white, given light from the great candle. Today, she again finds herself clothed in white. And this time, notice, she matches me. She matches the gifts that will be offered. That is, the sacrifice of her life is now joined forever to the sacrifice of Christ. Which is why... We do our funerals in this context, not just because it's familiar or something like that, but because from now on, the closest we draw to her isn't at the cemetery. It's at the altar. Because the closer we can draw to Christ Jesus, the closer we can draw to her. Since she lives now with him. And the good news is despite the pain that comes with this sort of grief and the feeling of helplessness in the face of death, we can continue to do good for her. Our prayers for her matter, not simply as a way of salving our own consciences or making ourselves feel better, but accomplish real good for her even as she accomplishes real good for us. In the mystery of God, Time falls away. All that is left is love and the great labor of love. Care. Today is hard, and rightly so. The white of resurrection tinged with the black of grief. That is as it should be. We have loved her much, and so today... We suffer much. But today is also gift, if we will have it. Because even though there is a very real way in which she is gone, there is another, even more real way in which we can find her present. If only we have eyes to see. If we're willing to receive, even as that day on the cross the gift of a mother from heaven.